I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. So I feel like we're being quite fancy this week, because as we're recording this, Helly is in America, and I'm still here in the bloody freezing UK. Um, and we, we've not recorded when we've been in different countries before, so this is exciting. The wonders of technology. Oh, it's so exciting. But, it, you know, if there's a shit ton of sound issues, then I'm really sorry, because <laughs> it sounds fine to us now, but you never quite know. I mean... You're literally on the other side of the world. Also, technology isn't always that great, is no. it? <laughs> but how have you been? How has America been? Tell us all about your trip, please, because I'm jealous and want to live vicariously through you. <laughs> oh, man, it's it's been amazing. We've packed so, so much in. I can't believe that Well, I've been... So I've been out here for a week and a... It'll be two weeks on Friday that I've been out here. It's only been two weeks. You've done so much. I know, it's absolutely ridiculous so we started off in Florida and I kind of just went radio silent on everyone because it was so like I, I met all of Taylor's family and there's that's a big family like, there's a lot of them Aww. and so it was just kind of like meeting everyone getting to know everyone going out for lots of dinners because I see everyone's like got their own schedules and stuff um, meeting friends and seeing all the places that Taylor grew up so that was that was really really nice to kind of do that and have a few days to just forget about work and social media and just all of all of that usual day-to-day stuff and meet the important people in Taylor's life which was really nice um, it must have been so nice as well to finally meet them because of course you two have been together for quite a while and obviously you've not met a lot of his family or his friends so it must have been really nice to actually like put faces to names yeah I mean his entire family are in Florida so I've never I've met obviously his friends in Portland which is where he lives now but um I've never met any of his actual family so close with his mum and I've spoken to his mum and before on the phone but we've we've never met and it'll be two years since me and Taylor met in March April oh my god is seriously two yeah. years how crazy is that so it was about time really that I met them yeah probably you've put off meeting the parents longer than anyone else I've ever known like <laughs> which, is really- well, which is funny though because I mean it's just the way that it worked out because he met my parents the day he landed in the UK so we weren't even <laughs> yeah it's just how it worked out but um yeah since then we have packed in absolutely everything we've gone to Fort Lauderdale to Miami to we drove to Key West and back in a day which is like 300 miles oh my god it was, a, <laughs> it was ridiculous we left at, at like um 8 30 in the morning and we didn't get back until after 10 at night um oh and then we went to Cuba, we went to Havana, which was the most, oh my God, insane place. I absolutely just instantly fell in love with it. It's such a unique place. It's got so much character, the colours, the people, the food, just everything was amazing. We've already said already said we want to go back and see more of the country because it was, oh, it was incredible. And now I'm in Oregon on the other side of the country, having taken three flights to get here. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Like, it seemed so crazy to me for a second. And I was like, God, as if it's taking you that long and you're in the same country, but you're pretty much as far as you can be. Yeah, pretty much like opposite corner of the country. The weirdest thing, though, and I've never come across this before. So on our flights back, Taylor said, oh, we've only got one change in Denver in Colorado. I was like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the airport and it says Austin, Texas. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, this, this is not our flight. So again, I'm obviously freaking out about this. And um. It turns out that Southwest Airlines do this weird thing where 
it's like a bus like they stop and they drop people off and they pick other people up but you don't leave the plane if you're not getting off that is very weird so we landed in texas and then it's like a free-for-all everyone moves around in their seats to the people like to the spaces that people have left and then other people get on and then and then we did actually fly to denver and we did get off in denver and change planes so technically it was right we did only have one plane change but it was three separate flights (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, I mean, I feel like you really deserved your breakfast when you got to Oregon. Do you know what we're going again today? <laughs> I'm so jealous. I feel like you need to explain every to everyone what this breakfast is because I just sound like I'm really hungry, which I am. But and that's nothing new. But like, it, honestly, God, this breakfast sounds dreamy. Oh, my, it is the most. I mean, it, I guess it could be a recommendation for anyone who ever does find themselves in Portland. But gravy, it's on. Um, north mississippi avenue and it is just the best breakfast place you have to go early otherwise you're gonna have to queue but they do this french toast that's on um oh what's it called oh it's the jewish bread challah bread challah someone's gonna kill me for butchering that um i don't know it was challah bread but i'm definitely not right yeah well that's how it's that's how it's spelled but i think it's pronounced challah like challah bread um but it's Excuse me, <laughs> sorry. Um, but they, they they basically make French toast with it, and it's just oh my goodness with maple syrup on. But it's a half order or a full order, and the half order is the biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like you have to get a half because a full order is like two meals, and um, so then we always get that and a veggie sausage and a hash brown, which is controversially but it's better than the UK hash browns it's like actual bits of potato like hash and fried and then unlimited coffee and we are good to go oh so good I'm gonna come to Portland just for this breakfast I'll stop off and say hi to Taylor when I'm there but mainly for the breakfast they actually sent it to Alex and was like we have to go to Portland because if we end up going to Canada next year um we don't know we don't know what's happening there that's a whole story for another day but I was like, well, you know, if we're in Vancouver, like, it's not that far. I mean, yeah, it's it's not. We've been... I am now. That's about it. Seriously, but... if I could, if I could share that breakfast with all of you guys, just so you understood how amazing it is, I I would, because it's oh my goodness oh. me, it's incredible. But yes, that is that's my very busy last couple of weeks. How have your last couple of weeks been? Because you've also had an exciting couple of weeks as well. I have. I started a new job. So I, at the point of recording this, I've been in the role for a week. Um, I started on a Wednesday, which I just think was the best idea ever. I have no idea whether they planned this or whether it was just like how things worked out. But starting on a Wednesday means that you kind of, your first week isn't quite as intense because you start to pick stuff up and then you have a few days to kind of let everything settle in. And then you feel like you tackle a brand new week a lot more prepared than I have done in like when I've previously started jobs. So um, yeah, it was really, really nice. My team's really lovely. I was actually just saying before we started recording how I have a stand up desk, which has changed my very vanilla and boring life. Um, I have this button that I now press. Helly's already heard this, but no one else has. So there's this button (laughs) that I now press. I can make it like rise up it's like some sort of magic shit rise up to um, my own height so that I can stand up and do my work and all it's made me really realize is how much I sat on my ass before um but it is actually like really nice I feel like if anyone from work does actually listen to this they're gonna be like wow she really likes her new <laughs> desk doesn't she 
<laughs> which I do. But yeah, so that's been really, really lovely kind of settling into that. It's felt a bit crazy because the day before I started my job, Alex got a call saying he had got a brand new job as well and he's moving up to Sheffield. So <laughs> so relevant for this week's discussion topic that we'll come on to in a minute. Um, but it, he starts in a couple of days time. So the past week has kind of been a bit mad with me starting my job and him trying to move like to the other side of the country or well not other side of the country but it's a it's a long way um you guys really pick your timings don't you like yeah we um, what, well, what we like to do is do soddle for months and then have everything culminate in one week <laughs> to really provide a maximum stress level <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's it's felt a bit crazy, really, and I I don't really know what day of the week it is. It's currently like minus three here, and we're meant to get snow at the end of the week. Which, if you're based in the UK, you'll know, or if you're not, but you know anyone who lives in the UK, when it snows here, we basically just freak the fuck out. Like if there is a, if there's more than like three snowflakes, the country comes to a standstill. Yeah, every I can just imagine how much everyone is losing their shit over there right now. In fairness, Southeastern released a, like a winter weather timetable in preparation for this um, today, which I was just shocked at. But it's just one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I just don't want snow. Like if I'm in, if I'm in Scandinavia or I'm in Canada or I'm basically somewhere where it's meant to snow and I'm not having to work, great. Other than that, I'm just not interested. <laughs> But we've rambled on for 15 minutes now. We haven't even like started on our recommendations. So do you want to kick off with your first recommendation? Yeah, I mean, it's been a little bit of a, a difficult one for the last couple of weeks because I've not read anything, I've not watched anything new, I've not I've I've not done anything apart from just move around, basically. So my recommendations are related to that. And the first one is because I'm a massive worrier, and this is something that really stressed me out, and I thought about it for ages before I flew. Norwegian air you you should use Norwegian air that is my recommendation fly with Norwegian air because they are so so I was really stressed about them because my flight to Florida was 150 pounds oh my god I so remember um, when you booked this and there was all the worry about this I'd forgotten you fly Norwegian air yeah so I basically thought have I booked a flight that is so cheap I've just paid for my own death that was that was where my logic was going because I was like if a flight is that cheap I'm scrimping on something and it really stressed me out Anyway, I did my research and it turns out that Norwegian Air has the not only the youngest fleet of air, airplanes in the world, so their average aircraft age is 3.7 years, but mm-hmm. it's also the newest and one of the most greenest airlines as well. So I got on the plane and it was a flipping 787 Dreamliner, like nice, oh, that is nicest plane ever. Amazing experience. They were all so lovely. I had nothing to worry about. Nothing was scrimped on or made me feel like I was flying in a tin can to my own death. It was a very nice experience. So I definitely would recommend Norwegian. Don't feel put off or slightly wary of their cheap prices. It it really is good. I'm really pleased you said that because we were looking at Norwegian for when we do North America next year we both had that same kind of worry as like you know like what's kind of for a flight that long that has typically been so expensive why is it suddenly like so much more affordable that's very reassuring yeah it was it was I mean I've got a flight back with them as well from New York on Sunday morning so this this may be a very invalid recommendation and things could go wrong but I doubt it will I mean they're very (laughs) new aircraft and they're really nice and yeah so it's a good one if it's a total train wreck we'll just put a disclaimer in the show notes it's fine disclaimer Helena's aircraft was (laughs) 
<laughs> no, let's not speculate on things. That's not a funny joke. No, no. Let's move on. Yeah. Shall I recommend something? Travel. <laughs> <laughs> My first recommendation is um, well. I adore Dolly Alderton. Yeah. I love her book, uh, Everything I Know About Love. Um, you need to read it. I know you've I'm got sorry, it. I'm sorry, I haven't read it yet. You need to read it. Um, it, you, it will change your life, and I'm not being dramatic. I'm mildly dramatic. But anyway, um, when she released the book, she released a podcast in association with it called Love Stories. And when it came out, I really liked it. It, it basically talks to people about love, but in really kind of... Um, it's not just romantic love. Anyway... It's back for a second series to coincide with the release of her paperback. And the first guest is Stanley Tucci. And I adore this man. If you're not sure who he is, you will probably know him as Nigel from The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, that's what I always think. I know he's in so much other things, but that's always what I imagine him in. Oh my, I love him. Like, I I just, I've always loved him. Um, he's also brilliant in Easy A when he's Emma Stone's dad because he just cracks me up in that. Yeah. Um, but this episode, like I kind of knew when I put it on, I put it on Friday evening when I was cooking and I was like, oh, I'll listen to a bit of it now and I'll finish it off later. And um, I knew the second I started listening to it, I was listening to the whole thing because <laughs> I just, it was just so beautifully charming. Like the way he spoke about his late wife and his um, his second wife just was beautiful. Like it made me feel quite emotional and I don't tend to get emotional about mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but it, it, I just cannot recommend it enough. He talks about food. They have a whole conversation about pasta, which just is a carb lover's dream. Um, and it was a really lovely kind of insightful, funny, cozy, just a really lovely listen. So I would highly recommend it. And he just seems, he's firmly on my list of people who I'd like to have dinner with. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've, it's funny because I've had, um, I've had love stories downloaded on my, like on my podcast app for ages and I've not actually listened to it so I think maybe this is my my time now to go and listen because I love him oh lovely but um what is your other recommendation mine is actually also a podcast because it's the only thing that I've listened to on these ridiculous drives where we've been in the car for like four hours um we've listened to podcasts and they are different from what I would listen to because obviously we have to come to a compromise because what I would listen to usually and what Taylor would listen to usually are not the same so am I guessing that Taylor is on the same page as me and doesn't want the super super murdery ones oh no we we love the murdery ones that's actually how we got talking to each other when we met um oh I love that how could I forget that how could I forget but um he also he listens to to be fair I do I don't mind his taste in podcasts however he doesn't listen to any of like the it, they're not like pop culture type ones like we listen to and so the one we have been listening to it's called your mum's house but spelt the american way but um it's basically a podcast um by tom segura and christina pozitsky and they are both american comedians and they're they're married um and tom segura i think actually his stand-up show they're both comedians and i think his stand-up show is actually on the uk netflix and that is really funny i would recommend watching that anyway i reckon i really recognize the name i feel like i need to google image him and find out what he looks like because i'm awful with names he's like a really nice like down to earth like chill guy but he's just hilarious and i love that they have done a podcast together because they just have the best relationship like this they you can tell that they really like care about each other, but then they're comedians. So they are just like ruthlessly bouncing off each other. Absolutely hilarious. If you're easily offended, I would maybe not recommend it. There is, they talk about some questionable things and um, they, they, 
they actually reviewed something a couple of episodes ago which lost them a sponsorship of 2.3 million dollars from mcdonald's <laughs> oh my god okay i need to listen just to find out what the review was for but this is why i love it so much because the next episode they were like yeah we're in a really fucking shit mood we just lost 2.3 million dollars like they're so upfront and open they were like yeah all we had to do was paint our set yellow and yellow and red for mcdonald's he's like i even put down a deposit on a ferrari do you know how long i've wanted a ferrari like they're just and it's the way that they talk about it is hilarious and I just I mean they are very long podcasts they're generally like a couple of hours long but which is why it worked great for us driving but you can just dip in and out they're they're funny I would definitely recommend his show on Netflix as well they just they crack me up (laughs) well if we end up driving up to Sheffield this weekend I might have to use that recommendation that sounds really funny and the last thing you both recommended to me was Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Alex and I are totally hooked on that but that's a story for another day oh my gosh that makes me so happy that you both love it like we love it so much we're so like me and him love it but Greg also loves it Greg is who I live with who aren't in the know um to a point where we haven't been able to find a Brooklyn Nine-Nine wall calendar um so we're making one (laughs) Saturday night we had Domino's, Brooklyn Nine Nine Marathon, and um, cups of tea, and we were all in bed by about eleven. And we were just like, "This is the life." I've had the best evening ever. That sounds that sounds amazing. I would totally join you on that evening. I just I'm so excited for the next series. I can't wait. Well, series five isn't on Netflix. What is this hell? I'm so angry. We're at the end of series four, and series five isn't on Netflix. Come on, Netflix. Five was on there at one point. I think they've taken it off in the run-up to the next season coming out because I'm pretty sure I watched some of it on Netflix and then they took it off and I had to finish watching it elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully we will find a way to source the fifth series because I'm really sad they're not in my life, but that isn't my second recommendation. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to move on to... God, we we recorded like the discussion point part of this podcast like a couple of weeks ago because we knew that Helly would be away and we were like oh it'll only take 10 minutes when you're away to discuss like the recommendations it'll be super quick it'll be fine we're at a solid 23 um, minutes now <laughs> yeah no, but my second recommendation is um so it's another very specific episode if you follow Sally Hughes at all um she's a journalist in the UK she writes for the Guardian but she also is a beauty journalist and she has a series on YouTube and on her website called In the Bathroom where she goes to famous people's bathrooms and discusses all of the things in there and their kind of approach to beauty. And if you're, if you like beauty, you will love it. Um, She's got some absolutely brilliant ones on there and it's been going for years, but the most recent one is with Drew Barrymore. And um, if you're not a beauty fanatic as I am, you may not be aware, but Drew Barrymore has her own makeup brand called Flower um it's been in the US I want to say it's been available in the US for like five or six years but I might be wrong um but it's come over to the UK it's launching this month or is about to launch in Superdrug I believe um and so Sally so she came over and did like a whole press kind of what's the word like junket I guess for it um and one of the people who interviewed her was Sally and it was just such a brilliant episode like I kind of I, I've always liked Drew Barrymore I've liked a lot of the films she did when she was younger and I feel like I like oh, films like yeah. 50 First Dates and stuff like that I really enjoyed but I hadn't heard a lot from her for a while and then I started watching Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix a little while ago which I found quite funny 
but when I am, um, so I wasn't really sold on watching this. Is in like when it landed in my subscription box, I wasn't like, oh my god, I've got to watch it now. But I started watching it, and I just <laughs> completely fell in love with her. I'm just like, I want to be your best friend. Like, please come and be my friend. Like, hearing her talk about her motives behind Flower Beauty and um, her partnership with CoverGirl that she did in the US prior to that, and her whole approach talking about mass, like the mass market, and why she wanted to do a drugstore brand, and why she's in like why she's always picked the movie she's picked was just so, it was a real light bulb, like the way she was saying it. And I was, and it was basically about her wanting to be accessible and she wanted to be part of it. Like she didn't want to create a lipstick that only a couple of people could buy because it was 50 bucks and all that kind of thing. And it was just really lovely. And I love hearing like beauty products people love to use. So um, it was about, I think it was a, it was the best part of an hour. They normally are, but yeah, I would, I would really recommend going and checking that out. Even if you aren't a massive beauty fan or a massive fan of Drew Barrymore, I think it's a really, really like a different approach. It was a different side to her I hadn't seen before, and it was very, very lovely to watch. Oh yeah, I hadn't even heard about that, so I definitely will. Yeah, I'll check that out. But I feel like we've probably gone on long enough now, um, and we should probably. Let this now move into our topic for this week, which is all about long distance relationships, which is very, very appropriate given that you are currently in the US visiting Taylor um, and I'm about to embark on another stage of a long distance relationship with Alex moving to Sheffield. So it's not quite as bad as Prague. It's not as bad as the US. So I'm not going to complain. Um, So if we move on to this week's topic, um, what we wanted to discuss this week is something that's very close to both of us and we both have personal experience with, and that's long distance relationships. Um, We both come at it from very different angles. Charlotte, do you want to talk about your situation and your experience with long distance? Yeah, because I feel like, like you said, like we come at it from quite different angles. So I was in a long distance relationship for just over six years because when Alex and I met it was we met years and years ago we met through a mutual friend when we were both still at school um and we kind of saw each other on and off and then we finally like got together and then he very quickly afterwards moved to Prague to study um which wasn't part of an original plan and at the time we both kind of thought well let's give this a go because we're only just going to be miserable if we just break up for the sake of it. So let's just give it a go, see how it goes. I don't think either of us had like really high hopes for how it would go, but it ended up working. Um, And actually, you know, for the majority of our relationship, we've lived in completely different countries. And he moved back this summer and now he's like a short distance boyfriend, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's kind of, it's quite different to your situation though, isn't it? Yeah, so um, me and Taylor met nearly two years ago now. I know it's mad isn't it um so we met in a hostel in Japan um when we were both on our own um traveling trips he was with friends I was traveling on my own and we both happened to be in the same hostel in this tiny little village in Japan and just hit it off got on really really well didn't even think it was going to be a relationship we just we got on really well and we swapped contact details kept in contact and then he came to visit me in the UK a few months later later in his trip um and it kind of started from there but he's American so it means that the whole that we always knew from the start that if we were going to start a relationship we we were always going to be in different countries and there was always going to be the barrier of us having different nationalities yeah I think that's really important as well because that's something Alex and I never really had to worry about because 
although he studied in the Czech Republic for six years, he always wanted to come back to the UK to practice. We're both British, so that's not a problem. We don't have to contend with like visas like you guys do. Um, and so it it's quite a different dynamic. But I think when people think of long distance relationships, it's a very set idea of what a long distance relationship is and also like quite a negative idea about it. And I think what we really want to do with this conversation is reframe it a bit because we've actually both had really positive experiences being in long distance relationships. We're both in really happy and healthy relationships. And I think both Alex and Taylor would echo that. Or at least I hope they would. <laughs> oh, no, I've, I've, they definitely yeah. would, I think. And because there's such a people always there's such a negative connotation of a long distance relationship people think it's something that has to be negative it has to be difficult it has to be strained but that's that's does not have to be the case at all and I think we're both quite I don't want to say well qualified because obviously everyone has their own experiences but there's a lot of things that I know we've both discussed and we've both done and realized are really good ways to make these kind of relationships work yeah I think they can be really really positive and allow both people to really grow as individuals like I know for me I think having being in a long distance relationship when I was at uni gave me the real flexibility to um you know prioritize seeing my friends my studies going on nights out all that kind of thing and I never felt like I was compromising on my relationship or my friendship and you know of course you can have like a normal relationship and that still be the case but I think having that kind of almost full structure I know definitely Alex has said in the past and I'm sure he won't mind me saying that actually being in med school having me somewhere else was really convenient from a working perspective because he could just get his head down like if he had an exam he never had to explain to me why he couldn't see me that weekend or whatever um and he could just get his head down but actually our term times would line up so where I had a lot more time off than he did I could fly out and see him during his quieter periods and it just meant that we could both be really individual people and then come together and I think that's made a healthier relationship. Yeah, I could not agree more with that. I think, as you know, I was I was single for most of uni, pretty much. And I always, I don't want to say I was anti-relationship, that's really strong. But I was always very much, I don't need anyone. I'm happy being independent yeah. and doing my own thing. And actually having this long distance relationship has, I don't feel like I've compromised on that at all because... I am completely independent. I have my I have my own life, I have my own schedule, I have my own my own friends, my own plans. I mean, that is helped obviously by an 8-hour time difference, so it's never like we're stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> but I think I had it so in my mind that if you're in a relationship you have to spend all the time together, which I know is not true, but this was a really great compromise for me and now if it did get to that point where we, oh, I lived with a boy, oh. um, I would probably be fine with it because I've had this period in between that has allowed me to develop and get to a place where I'm happy with myself before I'm thinking about being happy with someone else. Yeah. Do you remember saying to me a couple of years ago, it, it literally must have been a couple of years ago where you said to me, I need the kind of relationship you and Alex have where he lives abroad. Yeah. <laughs> It's it just really makes me laugh looking back on that because obviously you didn't like go traveling with the intention to seek out a long distance relationship yet you came home with one yeah. and it always makes me really laugh when I think about that but I think yeah you know it goes back to that thing of I think when you're in your 20s particularly everyone's telling you that you need to love yourself and be really happy on your own before you can be truly happy with someone else and I know when I was younger I definitely felt that I received a lot of judgment for being in a long distance relationship and for being in a relationship from since I was like, what, 16, 17. 
Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, definitely from people who are older than me, I think for being in a long distance relationship, but people my own age who thought it was just weird. Um, yeah. But now that I'm a bit older, I'm actually just like, A, I just don't give a crap. But also I can kind of look back on it and go, but it gave me that time to develop as my, like my own person and learn more about myself yet I could still be with someone I loved in that entire time. And that's really special to me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think it is a really, it is obviously quite a unique way of having a relationship. But mm-hmm. I think that is such a, that is such a huge positive of it for me. Yeah. I think that said, like, of course, like, it's not, it isn't easy. Like, you know, there, it's not all plain sailing. There are definitely some um challenges that you have to overcome like you said like an eight hour time difference is a real consideration like you can't just pick up the phone randomly as easily as you might be able to normally yeah Um, I mean what would you what would you say as a bit of general advice what would you what would you say to someone who is in a long distance relationship or thinking about entering into one honestly the one thing I would say and actually I think this is true of any relationship I don't think it's just romantic long distance relationships but trust if you do not trust each other do not even fucking bother like you someone once said to me a few years after Alex went like how are you not worried he's cheating on you and I was like honestly the thought never crossed my mind because I know him and I trust that he wouldn't do that and he's never had that concern with me and we've never had that jealous thing of oh but he's gone out to dinner with some female friends and I'm going on loads of nights out because we trust each other if you can't trust each other in a relationship then you know, you need to rethink your relationship anyway. But I think particularly in long distance, you're not going to be able to check in with someone every single day. You're not going to be able to spend time with someone every single day. So you have to trust yourself that you are making the right decision and that you're happy with yourself and that you are happy in that relationship, but also trust the other person that, you know, they're going to be respectful and they're not going to go sleep with a load of other people or whatever. Yeah, that's so true. Because like the thought just never crosses my mind either. And then if someone does mention something or like, oh, I'm worried or I... I checked his phone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? No, I can like, hand on heart say I've never done that. Like I, I can honestly say I've never felt the need to do it. Like yeah. I, it's just, and I think someone once said to me, and I just think this is so perfect. Um, She's like, don't go looking for rubbish in a trash can because you'll find it. Yeah. Then if you're looking for it, something's not right. And you will find something that you turn in, like whether or not there's anything going on, you will find something. Um, What would you say are your kind of general advice points to maintain like a healthy long distance relationship I would say one that's really big for us because of the time difference is don't schedule each other in which I know sounds so ridiculous because you'd think you would have to because you've got such different time zones and things going on I mean I'm finishing work at 5 p.m when Taylor's going to work at 9 a.m because it is very different and I acknowledge that but I feel like if you schedule someone it becomes so forced that you you should talk then you have to talk then you have to keep mm-hmm. that time free and oh god if if one of you your friends wants to make plans then you have to cancel because you've got them scheduled in for a call I don't think that's healthy and me and Taylor have always had it's almost been unspoken from the start we just call each other when we can if it's on my way home from work if he's on his way to work if he's got a day off and it's on my lunch break like things like that we'll just call and chat when we can even if it's for 10 minutes when he's on his break at work because if you're forcing someone to talk to you at a certain time of the day, you, you just you can't force that. That's not how a normal relationship works. You don't yeah. schedule each other in. You're not a meeting. You're not I think you're not a really deadline. True. Yeah, I think that's really true because we always found that obviously Alex had such a busy schedule 
Um, we only had an hour's time difference, so we didn't have to worry about that so much. But we would at the start of the week be like, oh, like, what's your week looking like? And if it was like, I'm really busy Monday to Wednesday, and I was like away all weekend, we'd be like, okay, let's like, let's chat on Thursday, but we wouldn't put in the diary, okay, 9pm, Thursday evening, we have to talk for an hour, because it's a bit, it's just, it's like you said, it's just not natural. But I think on the other hand, you need to make a bit more of a conscious effort when you're in a long distance relationship to make time for one another in different ways. Like, you're not just going to pop over to one another's houses. So you need to kind of, if you say you're going to have a conversation that week, make sure you have it and prioritize, like make it a priority to make time for someone else because you're not, it's not as easy to just naturally do. Yeah. And I think in relation to that, you have to be forgiving. And I don't mean like in the huge overarching sense of awful things happening. I just mean, if, if me or Taylor have plans that we, we were going to have a chat and then one of us has plans with friends. Mm. That, that's fine. I would yeah. I would feel awful if our daily 10-minute chat on the phone got in the way of him doing something with friends or with work or with family. I wouldn't want that to be a reason for resentment to grow because there's no room for that in a long-distance relationship. It's already something that you have yeah. to work on. And like you said, prioritise. And I think that then comes down to how you are when you spend time together. Yeah, definitely. prioritising that time. I agree. And also, I think for me, I always found it really helpful to be really honest with like you guys and say, look, I'm free every weekend from September to December. However, in that Christmas break, Alex is back for a week and therefore I'm going to be unavailable. Because then your friends completely appreciate and respect that it's a really different dynamic in a relationship. You don't have to worry about anything like that. But you've also said to one another that you've made that commitment to one another that you're going to put that time aside to spend time together and just be present. I know it sounds a bit cliche, but like be present in the moment, like not be looking at work, not be, you know, scrolling mindlessly through social media, just doing something nice together because you don't get as much time together. And I think when you do have that time together, I know we've discussed this in the past that sometimes it feels a bit strange when you actually see that person again for the first time and kind of adjusting to that. So like give yourself that time, like let yourself have that moment. Yeah, and you guys know that like if I fly to America or when Taylor comes here, you guys know that I drop off the face of the earth for a little while. Like yeah. I've just flown eight thousand miles. Oh god. Like, it's yeah, it's it is about prioritizing that time because if you only I mean, we get two, three weeks together every four months. It's insane. So it is making the most of that time. And if, if you're both present and in that time and enjoying it together for what it is, that's there's nothing more positive you can do for your relationship than make the most of that. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is to, another piece of advice would be to keep things thoughtful. Like, you know, it's not, if you're not together all the time, you can't just like pop over with a bunch of flowers, but it's things like don't forget one another's birthdays. It sounds really simple, but like send a card a couple of weeks in advance. And, you know, if you see something online that reminds you of them, send it to them. Like, keep the other little interactions really like present in your mind because I think that way you don't feel as far apart if that makes sense yeah and like Taylor will always check in if he knows I'm walking back from I don't know walking back from the pub late at night he'll always check in or call me or send me a message and make sure I got home okay just like you probably would with a normal relationship but it's just remembering to do those things and I mean he sent me my favorite peanut butter cups in the post the other day that is so sweet some people might want big I don't know jewelry and clothes and everything but he sent me my favorite peanut butter cups that you can only get from the store that he works in I was very excited I'm all about the food deliveries (laughs) 
But I think one thing I just want to touch on as well is that I think if you're in a long distance relationship and it doesn't work out, because sometimes it just doesn't work out, like there can be absolutely no foul play, but it, it just doesn't work for whatever reason. Don't be really hard on one another or yourself about it. Because I think if a regular relationship fails, you wouldn't be that hard on yourself. I feel like if a long distance relationship does isn't going to plan or it's not working, there's almost an expectation that everyone's going to turn around and be like, oh, told you so. Just don't be yeah. hard on yourself. Like if you if you make a decision to end a relationship, it's just as valid and completely like your choice as it would be with any other relationship. Yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, a relationship is between you and that person. And mm. you need to make decisions as a partnership. And if that is a decision that it's not right for you, then that is completely valid. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. In the same way that if you are in a long distance relationship and people are judging you for it, also doesn't matter what they think. It's all about, yeah, be, making the most of the situation that you're in and doing what's right for you. Yeah, I just think I'm very much a believer if you never really know what a relationship's like unless you're in it. So let's not judge. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's a nice point to end it on this week as well. Yeah. I hope um I hope this has been really interesting for some people because I know it's not a topic that's discussed that frequently and it isn't relevant to everyone, but I'm certainly someone who's quite nosy when it comes to stuff like this. So I hope that um you know, whether you're in a long distance relationship or you know someone who's in a long distance relationship, it's been kind of useful and interesting to hear about. And also I hope it's given you a little bit of an insight into into us as well. Yeah. And if you, again, if you have any questions, um, if you want us to cover any particular topics, we would love to hear from you, as always. Let us um, know as well if you want us to get Taylor and Alex on the podcast to answer Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I mean, we'd have to time it quite well, but if you want them to come on and answer some questions, I think that would be a really cool episode. I'd be so down. That would be so funny. And I reckon if you told each other, if, you, if we told each of them that they were going to do it, they would both be happy to do it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like the bromance would, like, come into play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think they would love it. God, they, they just they just got on like a house on fire when they met. So I feel like this would be, this is a good plan. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> if, everyone let us know if you want to do that. And sending questions if you want us to. That's what we want to hear. Yes. Oh my God. Um, that's it for this week. As ever, like get in touch on our email address at twentiesarehard.com. Uh, no, twentiesarehard at gmail.com um, or on the twentiesarehard Instagram handle. Um, if you've got any other questions, etc. And yeah, we look forward to catching up with you in a fortnight's time. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.